Welcome into day seven coverage of Brown's Training Camp from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus here in Berea. I'm Jason Gibbs. Coming up in just a few minutes, you'll get complete coverage of the Browns' last four practices as Browns legend Joe Thomas sits down with the great Nathan Zagura. But first, a quick recap on today's session. After a day in pads, the team went with shorts for today's 90-minute workout. It was hot. A tough practice even without the pads. Both Miles Garrett and new wide receiver Jakeem Grant got the vets' day off, but today saw the return of Amari Cooper, who missed Tuesday's practice with an ankle injury suffered back on Monday. Cooper returned with a bang, hauling in a 25-yard pass in a 7-on-7 session today. Nick Chubb, I'm pretty sure he's ready for week one. Now, yes, pretty impressive. It was the defense, though, that stole the show today. Big plays from A.J. Green, M.J. Emerson, Jadavian Clowney with a second batted-down pass of Deshaun Watson in camp, and Tony Fields with an interception off of Jacoby Brissett. Okay, enough from me about today, because that's basically what went down at training camp here at the Cross Country Mortgage Campus on the field. Time to hear from a legend Browns legend Joe Thomas sits down with our own Nathan Zagura to break down the Browns' practices over the first week of the 2022 training camp season. Have a listen. Nathan Zagura making his return to the BPA, a.k.a. Zagura and friends. And today I have a great friend, the Hoff Joe Thomas, who's been out here at Browns training camp since last Saturday. Let's just start kind of overall impressions. What's it been like to be back for you to actually get to interact with everybody, see the fans, the new look, everything. Just overall impressions of Browns camp so far. Nathan, it's been pure joy after two years of COVID interrupting my happiness and satisfaction of Brown's training camp. Finally, we're able to be back on the field in the mix of those huddles and standing back with the offensive linemen when they're going through the paces, getting the perspective that you need to really be able to tell what's going on in practice and quick impressions. Deshaun Watson looking incredibly sharp. Accuracy on his balls, the touch he has throwing passes out of the backfield. The decision making has been very impressive. This group of secondary players is second to none in the NFL. They've got speed. They've got flexibility. They can play nearly every position in that secondary. And they're going to be one of the biggest weapons that this team has. And I think one of the other things that really has popped is the speed that we have at linebacker. We're going to be able to keep up on defense at linebacker with Anybody that we play at quarterback in the NFL, namely the fastest quarterback in the game, and that's Lamar Jackson for the Baltimore Ravens. I like your point about the secondary, and here's the crazy thing. We haven't seen Denzel Ward yet in this right. camp, and yet the corners have played great, whether it's A.J. Green and M.J. Emerson, who had a nice day today and really has had a nice camp. Uh, you took Greg Newsom's out there, and then on the back end you mentioned you got John and Grant and Ronnie and some of the young guys playing well. But you're right, that linebackers, and when you watch their ability to just close, shoot the gaps, and make plays in the backfield – it's pretty incredible. That's one of the things we saw yesterday, Nathan. You and I were standing there. We were watching from behind, kind of taking in some of the running game concepts that Kevin Stefanski likes to employ. And the linebackers kept shooting those gaps when the outside zone stretch was shown to them, and they were disrupting the running game. And it was becoming a big problem yesterday in practice with how much and how much speed those linebackers were showing as they were running through and getting through that offensive line, getting to the running back in the backfield. All right, you've talked some about Deshaun Watson at quarterback, but as we know, likely week one starter is Jacoby Brissett for the Cleveland Browns. What have you seen from that veteran quarterback? Yeah, we've seen exactly what we expected, and 
a huge reason why Jacoby Brissett was brought here, right? He's a guy that doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He's a tremendous leader. He has great command of the huddle. He's got great command of the offense when he's on the line of scrimmage. And, oh, by the way, he's a pretty good athlete when he gets an opportunity to get outside the pocket. He's not Deshaun Watson, but he was a high school point guard, and he's a big man. He can extend some plays. He can get you that three- or four-yard gain that you need if it's third and four and you're rolling out of the pocket and you're making plays off the cuff. So I think he's going to be a tremendous weapon when he's in there because because of his ability to make plays and his ability to avoid the big negative turnovers. Yeah, and that's what they like about him, right? He's not going to lose us games. And when you have a defense that you just called the weapon on the back end, and we'll talk right now about the weapons up front, Jadevian Clowney, Miles Garrett, who have been wrecking shop. It feels like every practice, and now they've kind of alternated days off. Miles was off today, Clowney was off yesterday, and yet their presence is still felt when you think about a quarterback who's going to just take care of the game, not lose it for you, that's all you need. And if you think about last year, that's what we needed at times, and Jacoby Brissett will be able to give that to us. That's right. Don't give up the big play in the back end because we don't want to be in a situation where you're down by one or two scores. You want to keep that game close. And then force the other team into some passing situations, some obvious passing situations where it's a close game or maybe they're down by three and it's third and eight and they're getting into the red zone. They need to throw the football. Everybody in that stadium knows you got to throw the football. You got lockdown corners on the back end. You got two studs coming off the edge. That's a situation that you want to be in. Jacoby Brissett and that secondary with that pass rush is exactly what you get. Now, you talk about Miles, and we know how it's well documented how good he has been. Just an absolute stud, second all-time already in franchise in the sacks. He's going to break that this year. Most likely needs four and a half to pass Clay Matthews. It just feels like in observing him, not only is he in the best condition, I mean, he's always in great condition, but it feels like he's really embraced kind of being the face of this defense and one of the true faces of this organization. He seems to have a lot of joy in his game out there, joy in interacting with the fans, and that's something that maybe early in his career wasn't as true. We've always seen joy from Miles Garrett, but dare I say we're seeing pure joy from Miles Garrett this year. Right, let's go, because I think he really understands how good this defense can be, and he realizes that for him to be able to take that next step in everybody's eye, he's already done it with his performance on the field, but that next step for him is that leadership of that entire defensive unit, being the face of that defense, and that's what he's embraced this training camp. Now, I saw you out there yesterday. And I'm not just going to give my opinion. I'm not going to give you an opinion of what I would call a big L luminary on the football side. In fact, I'm not sure that there are bigger luminaries on the football side who also have the, the gift of eyesight. And they saw you. And they were convinced that you absolutely, after just watching you do your hopping around, could be an elite left tackle in this league like today. What do you say to that? I say... Check out my knee swelling after five minutes of just hopping around on that field. And I'm sure the big L luminary that you're speaking of is probably the great Gibbe because no. I saw him giggling there a little bit. Bigger in terms of luminary status, not in terms of size. <laughs> yes, we did see Gibby showing off his World's Strongest Men competition the other day, pushing the giant stereo cart to uh, avoid blowing our eardrums out during CBD. But um, it, it's so much fun, and it really is the peak of my existence right now when I get an opportunity to be on the field and just share some of the wisdom that I've gained from two decades of playing left tackle with some of these guys um, because it's just so fun giving them a little tip and seeing them make that progress and make that improvement. When you were holding court over there, and so this is after the first padded practice, you're holding court with the offensive line, you're giving them some tips, and then you got to have a special kind of session with yourself, Jed Wills and Bill Callahan. But 
what was that like? What were kind of the words of wisdom that you were imparting on them? And, and what was it like kind of looking around and seeing the way they were looking at you? Because I was enjoying watching the way everybody was watching you. Yeah, you know, we both have kids and you tell your kids something, they never listen, right? And, but you're like, man, if you just listened one time, that'd be so cool if I had your attention. And to have Coach Callahan and, and Jed's attention in that moment, it felt really special because I, I don't think I've captured anybody's attention since I left this building five years ago. So, you always have my attention. You know, I appreciate that, Big Z. But um, it was re- it was really special because Bill Callahan's one of the best offensive line coaches in the world, and he's fantastic. But he hasn't played that position, and so sometimes – when you play that position as long as I did, you think about things maybe differently than a coach. And I'm thinking about biomechanical technique things and cues that happen in my head that you would never see on film. So unless you actually thought about it when you were in a game playing, you would never be able to say some of those things that I was trying to tell to Jed because they're little cues that I was thinking about to help me get into certain positions and use certain techniques that I think will help his game. And so I think that just five or ten minutes, just giving him a couple little things to think about, hopefully will make a huge difference when he is going through this training camp and progressing and getting ready for that first Sunday that they play the Carolina Panthers in September. It's wild to me that Coach Callahan is considered one of the best to ever do it. You are one of the best to ever play the position. You guys really hadn't crossed paths until yesterday to have a conversation like that. I know you mentioned you guys have been at camps together and things like that, but to have that and, and I can tell you I don't know if you noticed when you were walking off still talking to Jed I was walking off with him oh my god he was so happy he's like that was so cool I'm so happy I finally got he's like COVID ruined it for two years and now you know the Hoff is back and this is great all, we're all winning yeah it was it was really special I have so much respect for coach Callahan back when Andrew Berry called me and they were looking to fill the roles of offensive line coaches and coach Callahan's name came up I said that's a no-brainer if you can get that guy here you got to do it he's one of the best he's done it with so many great players and he'd be such an asset to not only the guys in the offensive line room but everybody in that offense his wealth of experience and knowledge on the offensive side of the football is second to none and I think he's done a fabulous job with this offensive line so not only get to impart wisdom now to Jed, you can do that, but you also don't have to block Miles or Clowney. I feel like this is a great win for you. You can still master left tackle without having, actually having to deal with the, the downsides of being a left tackle, which is ni- number 95 and number 90. We've solved the game of football. We figured it out. Coach, not do. Because when you do, you got to block Miles Garrett. <laughs> That's right. We have figured it out. What have you seen from the offensive line, though, just in, in your time here? And, you know, it's considered to be one of the better offensive lines in the league. You got Jed, you got the incomparable Joel Latonio, Nick Harris at center, Wyatt Teller, and then Jack Conklin, who's really worked his way back to be ready off the pup list, which is a stunner to me. Yeah, I think they've done a really nice job thus far in training camp. I think. Early on, it takes a little bit more time to pick up the pass blocking side of things because pass blocking is an art. It's not a science. You can't just try harder at pass blocking to get better at it. Um, So you do have to knock the rust off a little bit in the pass protection. But as far as the run game goes, those holes for Nick Chubb and Greenland have never been bigger. And I can't wait, especially when you think about the first few games of the season. Certainly, we expect Jacoby Brissett to be the quarterback. We expect more two tight end sets, maybe more fullback sets, more rushing the football. It's going to come down to how that offensive line plays. It's going to come down to the holes that they can open up in the running game, and I think we're going to be in good shape. As do I. All right, Let's. so we talked about kind of the O-line. Let's talk about one thing that was brought up to me by a coach yesterday that I hadn't thought about, and I'm curious to get your take on it as a former player. So in the OTAs and in the mini camp, you are doing mostly seven-on-seven. They're passing camps. You are not doing anything full speed for team, really. You're doing, and, and we did not. We did kind of just jogs, maybe quarter speed. 
So in a seven on seven, yes, it's all pass game, but it's quick game, it's screen game, it's some of your vertical game, but it is none of your play action game. You don't run play action seven on seven. That just doesn't make any sense. So yesterday was the first time in pads that we really got to run our play action concepts. And so that's the first time our defense got to go against them at full speed and the first time for the offense to implement them. And that's a huge part of what we do. And you think about, wait, that's the first time all year we got to do and in, get into that so that the marriage of the run and the pass that you're your now play action game looks like your run game is that a big deal and i know that's part of the new cba and the way things are done but not that it's a big deal to be concerned about that it won't the play action game won't be ready for the season but that's kind of a big deal for the guys to get to finally do that and to get the tape on that right there's no doubt it's such a huge part of what we do for the browns and it's a huge part of our explosive passing game right that's right. where you're getting most of your chunk plays is those play action passes where you're trying to separate the second and third levels of the defense because you got the linebackers that are crowding the line of scrimmage, running towards the ball, expecting to tackle the running back. And all of a sudden, Deshaun Watson pulls the football. Now you've got this huge amount of separation between where your safeties are, who are running usually with as deep as the deepest receiver that's running down the field, and then your linebackers who are taking three, four steps towards the line of scrimmage and then trying to get into their pass drops. So you got a lot of space there. you got a lot of opportunities to hit big plays down the field. And we expect that to be the same with Deshaun Watson and maybe even more because of the threat with him bootlegging and how teams are so worried about him getting outside the pocket and making plays with his legs. Also, I think it's important to understand that for a coach to be able to sell something to his, his team, he's got to have trust, but he's also got to be able to show them on film how it affects the defense. And if the defense isn't worried about the run game and the pass game and the play action game, they're not giving you the same sell and the same look. And so when a coach is telling the quarterback why giving a great run fake is important on their play action pass, he can actually show them because he can say, hey, look, you gave a great sell and look what it did to the linebackers. Look at the space that it opened up yep. in our route concepts down the field. And they believe it. And then they're willing to accept that coaching even more than if you're just saying, trust me trust the process so I think it's really important to be able to put all those things together on the field so you can actually show them on film why it matters all right so yesterday the pads run and, and I've talked to a lot of the coaches they were very pleased with the work that was gotten in on the offensive side of the ball and on the defensive side of the ball today hot the day after the first day in pads a little sloppy today nothing to be worried about right this is this is typical the way that people go but also a good opportunity to get coached up on the number one most important thing in this game consistency that's right, and that's going to be the point that Kevin Stefanski is going to sell in meetings tonight, right? You can't just mail it in in the NFL. Every day is important. Every day matters. you got to utilize every rep that you get. And it's pretty typical, though. There's an ebb and flow of training camp. You have good practices. You have bad practices. You have sharp practices. You sometimes have sloppy practices, and there's a lot of factors that play into it. Sometimes it's like you mentioned. Yesterday was in pads, first day, so they're probably pretty sore today. They're probably pretty tired. Their legs are heavy. So naturally, sometimes you get a little bit more sloppiness because guys aren't as quick or as fast or as sharp. Or they're thinking about, hey, my legs are pretty stinking sore, and they're not thinking about what they're supposed to do or their technique as much. Or sometimes it's just a matter of, hey, we installed a lot today. We put in a lot of new concepts. Guys weren't exactly comfortable with it yet. So you get a sloppy practice because of that. But anytime you have something like that happen, Kevin Stefanski is a great coach. He's going to use that as a learning opportunity for them to say, hey, guys, this is important. Every day matters. Don't let any day be wasted. All right, we'll get you out of here on this one, Hoff. Day off, players get to recuperate. They get to chill. I'm sure they're going to watch a lot of film so that they're ready to come back. What are you looking for in that first practice back here on Friday? Well, you want to see a bounce-back day, right? A little bit sloppier today. You're going to have a day off. 
you want those guys to be focused. You want to see them bounce back, have a sharp practice, make some of the corrections that they were given today, and go out and play a little bit better and a little bit faster than they were today. You want to see a few less balls hit the ground. You want to see a few less guys running Scott ass free like our coach used to say. You want to see hats on hat, and I think that's exactly what we're going to see. Oh, thanks for the time. A pleasure as always. It's always pure joy, buddy. Pure joy. Appreciate Z and Joe and their thoughts on camp one week in. Here's the upcoming schedule for things as that first preseason game creeps ever closer. The guys are off on Thursday. They will practice Friday, Saturday, Sunday here on campus. Off day Monday, back at it Tuesday in the final workout in front of fans before the Jacksonville game. The team returns Friday. And so will the BPA. Enjoy your Thursday, and thanks for listening to the best podcast available, Training Camp Edition.